0: I.V.M. Hi folks, welcome to the Takshashila podcast. This is Varun Ramachandra here and I am with my colleague uh, Madhav Chandravarkar and we are starting a new series on judgments that changed Indian legal history or for that matter, life in India. Hi Madhav. Hi Varun. So Madhav is a lawyer and he is currently trying to pursue an honest profession and that is the reason why he is accepted to do this particular podcast with us. So Madhav, what are we talking about today? we are talking about a case that ended uh, the jury system in uh, indian criminal case so we had a jury system is what you're saying we did when, when was it instituted and when did it stop uh it was instituted by the british when they instituted our criminal justice system okay they follow a jury system uh, and it ended with this case event. so british even to this day follows the jury system yeah. right? and india does not follow any reason for stopping the whole thing i know there is a profound legal history to this but just in a word or two uh simply put it was felt that indian jurors were not qualified or not knowledgeable enough about the law to give uh, correct judgments they were often giving erroneous judgments and the role of the the judge was not always up to par in bringing the jury up to speed about the legalities and in a jury system, uh, folks, we are in our office in Bangalore and there will be some ambience on, so please bear with us. Madhus, the process of identifying who the jury members are, how is this done currently? Um, but there is no jury system. Not in India, I mean in, in Britain. Well, it's generally done via uh, a random lottery from citizens who are not otherwise disqualified. Say like a convict cannot okay. okay, be uh, mm-hmm. uh, jury, And then... Okay. Uh, What happens is that there is a formal selection of the jury members, where uh, both the prosecution and the defence have to agree on the jury members. Okay. They get some vetoes in terms of refusing a jury member if they feel that they are biased Sure. Uh, I'll not go into the uh, aspects of how a jury trial happens, but most of the popular culture movies, like the most Hollywood movies, seem to present a glorified picture of the whole thing, right? And for a, for a person from India who is watching these movies, the obvious question is, this seems like a fair system. So, what do you have to say when somebody says that? Well, obviously, depictions in media are not going to present reality. Okay. And uh, which is seen in depictions of uh, Indian court hmm. The uh, elaborate, the dra- elaborate uh, drama. projection, you know, it's yep. something that no lawyer actually said. Okay. And So, you're telling me all of that is entertainment. Entertainment, in fact. The, the jury uh, affects the depictions of uh, legal uh, scenes because in uh, American courtroom dramas, the jury functions as the audience, that is the person who doesn't know the technicality. Okay, so what prompted uh, Indians, if I can say, to stop the jury list? Well... Even before this case happened, which is a post independence case, there were multiple reports on how Indian jurors were repeatedly giving erroneous judgments. Uh, and but, uh, if, sorry, madam, I'm interrupting here, but the judgment is given by the judge, right? So, well, how does the jury give it? No, what happens in a jury system is that the prosecution and the defense present the facts and circumstances of the case. The judge then examines the facts and circumstances and informs the jury as to what are the points of law and points of fact that they have to make decisions upon and then the jury sort of debates those points and arrives at a verdict okay and then it's the role of the judge to pass the sentence if the person is where was the where were the mistakes happening in in the indian court the mistakes were happening uh, in the sense that a lot of uh, Class and religious biases were affecting decisions rather than the points of the case. Okay. Either the judge was not giving directions to the jury accurately, nor were they being followed appropriately. So there are multiple areas in which uh, the jury system fell short. Okay. Well, so Madhav, in in the sense that now, when did uh, when did we stop having jury trials? Uh, this happened as a direct result of an extremely high. Can you share us some details about that? The case uh, in question is uh, called KM Nanavati versus vs State of Maharashtra. Okay. It involved, uh, I think military officer, Nedi, unless I am mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, who was married, uh, the Parsi gentleman who was married to an English woman. Okay. And uh, he was constantly posted uh, outside of Bombay mm-hmm. and his wife ended up striking a Extramarital relationship with one of his friends, Okay. friend of 15 years. Sounds like a movie plot, but anyway, go on. And then, one uh, after he returned from one trip, uh, his wife, Sylvia, uh, told uh, Nanavati that uh, she was uh, no longer in love with him and was having an extramarital affair with another uh, gentleman, Ahuja, mm-hmm. but was not sure whether Ahuja would want to remarry. So, basically what happened is that uh, Nanavati then uh, dropped his uh, wife and children at the cinema hall, saying he was going to pick them up later, went to uh, the barracks, uh, picked up uh, his revolver and six cartridges under false premises, okay. and went looking for hotel. He couldn't find him at uh, his office, so went to his flat, okay, and, uh, and then shot him, and then uh, Nanavati immediately went to the authorities and. Submitted himself. Okay. What was uh, the, one of the issues that the uh, jury had to decide upon was whether somebody is very happy in and around the place where we are recording this. But please go ahead, Mahtab. So yeah, one of the, the key issues in which the jury had to decide upon was whether it was culpable uh, homicide or murder. Which basically uh, the uh, difference sorry. being the amount of premeditation. People following American court courtroom dramas. Uh, will recognize this as the difference between murder and manslaughter. So, Madhu, I think what we'll do is, in our show description, we will provide links to these elements so that our listeners can get more details. Because obviously, a lot of these legalese is sometimes beyond our comprehension. Uh, so, what happened after that? So, basically, the jury with an 8-to-1 verdict acquitted Nanavati on, on both charges. That. that is, both uh, and... In spite and of him surrendering in spite of him surrendering in spite of all these sort of facts and circumstances that were present in the case okay tendency of juries to uh, pronounce erroneous verdicts was not nothing new so there was already a provision included in the criminal procedure by, uh, through which uh, sessions court could send a case to the high court when it felt that there was a the judgment was grossly okay it sure so this is still the jury trial right so when did we stop doing it or why did we obviously this case looks i mean it looks like nanavati had done the crime has had committed the crime but so, in spite of that he was acquitted so, so. one thing I should make it clear is that it's not like the courts removed the jury system as part of the judgment in the nanavati case it was more the Profile of the Nanavati case and the coverage Mm -hmm. and the way that it captured national attention made the government of India subsequently change the legal system because it felt that jurors were not giving correct judgment. Okay. There is a separation of powers between the judiciary, the legislature and the executive, right? Who Who arrived at this decision? The government of India. Executive. But Is is the executive within its rights to do such a thing? Yes. Uh, It is empowered under the constitution to legislate and meaning it's not the it was the government of india actually it was the legislature, they did, the, uh, legislature. okay and uh, there was no uh, breach of separation of powers no there's right? no breach of separation okay. of powers it's up to the judiciary uh, the judiciary had the option of declaring that amendment unconstitutional sure. which it did. okay uh, what happened as a result of this claim? the result is that criminal justice be- became uh, solely judge driven there was obviously no juries Place. And okay. the effects that this has had is that the legal system has become a lot less personal and emotional, and mm-hmm. become a lot more drier and technical. Uh, which is in when always, you compare it to how it was earlier. Uh, how when you compare it to a jury system, because okay. uh, invariably when a jury is deciding uh, verdicts, elements of emotion and uh, the narrative of the case become much more important than if it's solely on a technical decision by judges. Okay. I have a question now. So, what is the difference between a constitutional bench? I've heard in various, in various places that uh, this is a constitutional bench, is one only found in the Supreme Court. So, the Supreme Court uh, has two roles it's the, the, the final court of appeal, okay? Uh, and it's, it's also the interpreter and protector of the Constitution. Oh, so it is not a jury? It's no. not a jury, no. okay. And even there, I've heard verdicts like three to two or two, Five to one, so, so base, like the basic principle is that when the Supreme Court is hearing a case which uh, pertains to matters of constitutional importance, like fundamental rights, like freedom of speech, reservation, or equality, or something like that, the court has the option of uh, referring it to a constitutional bench, which is a bench of at least five justices. Okay. Sure, we'll, we'll not get into the details. We, we intend to keep these podcasts at a length of 10 to 12 minutes. Madhu, do you have anything to add? Uh, two things. One is that the decision to remove the jury system is uh, illustrative of just the general approach that the Indian state ha- has towards its citizens. Okay. That is uh, one of, we know better, or you are not educated. The all-pervasive the all-pervasive union. Uh, union that basically says that the, the citizens are illiterate and uneducated and therefore we need government systems to okay. uh, address this imbalance. This can be seen in other areas like uh, the approach to censorship. of everything. Fair enough. And you have recently written a piece yeah. on uh, the censorship, censorship. In print right? Yeah. And the other we, point, will put, we will put it up in our show description. And, and the other point I'd like to add is that the removal of a jury system also removes the relationship of the average citizen with the law. One of the positive effects of a jury system is that the average citizen has a working and functional relationship with the law that is beyond themselves, that okay. is not uh, a factor of them sort of signing a contract or committing a criminal offence. And through the instructions by the judges, I think citizens have a much more grounded understanding of legal systems. I think that okay. is currently lacking right now in the jury system would help address that finally mother I want to I mean I want to put you on the spot if I can so what do you think should we have the jury system should we get it back it's a complicated one um, Well, yeah, because I think as far as the original arguments about the average Indian and their knowledge of uh, legalities, it may not be perfect but I think it's definitely much more than it was in 1960. Uh, so maybe uh, efforts can be made to uh, before it, starting a jury system at least creating awareness about uh, the legal system and some of its uh, peculiarities okay but at the same time the judiciary is facing massive amount of backlog okay and the task such as uh, reintroducing the jury system would, would only add to that backlog at this stage fair enough so in conclusion in conclusion <laughs> uh, there are both pros and cons to instituting the jury system my personal opinion is that there are higher priorities within the judiciary in terms of reforms. Sure. Finally, to end the whole thing, do you have any reading recommendations or any visual arts recommendations for our listeners in and around this particular case or generally about the judiciary? Because since we continue, we plan to continue this in, as a series, it would be uh, it would be very helpful if we can provide certain reading recommendations. As far as this case is concerned, because it's also quite a filmy case with a lot of uh, scandal and, and it's mm-hmm. quite... Uh, Interesting in that sense. Uh, just reading up on this case itself, the, the Wikipedia itself uh, page uh, is a nice place to start. Sure. And uh, it can be interesting to see uh, just the, the, the relevance of jury systems in, in other countries. 12 Angry Men is probably and, a movie recommendation. Yeah, that is uh, the sort of go-to movie as far as juries are concerned, but I would like to... Uh, add that as great a movie as that is Mm -hmm. automatically and how it shows the internal conflicts of how a jury uh, decides questions of law, Mm -hmm. legally speaking, it is not correct at all. The issues on which they decide uh, the case are not based on uh, accepted principles of evidence. Fair enough, a fantastic movie, but slightly far from reality. As most depictions of uh, courtrooms are. Sure. On that note, we'll end this first episode of our series. Folks, do join us next time where we will be discussing another interesting case in Indian legal history with Madhav. Thank you.